Welcome to The Ladder, a podcast series for aspiring turf managers currently climbing the career ladder, and also for those already at the top who would like to better understand their Generation Y staff members. Sit back, settle in, and enjoy. Welcome to this episode of The Ladder brought to you by Steck Equipment. I'm your host here today, John Reitman, and we are at PGA Golf Club in Port St. Lucie, Florida, with Assistant Superintendent Jesus Romero. Uh, Jesus has been in the business a long time. Jesus has a lot of experience first coming to this country working in the citrus industry and has worked in the golf business now for a couple of decades, mostly in the Stewart and Port St. Lucie area here in Florida. And uh, Jesus, thanks for joining us here today. My pleasure. How long have you been here at PGA Golf Club? A PGA golf course, I've been uh, three years. And you've been in the golf business for how long? About 22. Correction, 26. 26 years, okay. And some of the folks you've worked for, uh, Dick Gray here at PGA, John Cunningham, who's a good friend of ours, and Dave Oliver down at Martin Downs. So, so tell us about when you first got in the business there at Martin Downs. How did, how did you get started in it, and what kind of jobs were you doing then? Well, I was doing like everybody else uh, does in the beginning. You know, I was the bunker guy, you know, raking bunkers, uh, aging bunkers, uh, scavo hole bunkers, you know. And I spent that for almost three months. I remember my first job in Martin Down was in the nursery. They have an abandoned nursery that we have to pull with like a crazy. So we do bunkers in the morning. I pull with for almost three months. For almost three months, till they give me the opportunity to... Uh, to uh, learn how to mow greens and uh, approaches, and I remember that. But uh, yeah, I pulled weeds and uh, rake bunkers in the beginning for for a long, long time. John Cunningham, we know he is a big fan of pulling weeds by hand. Yes. You progressed throughout your career. You became a spray tech there at Martin Downs. Uh, you eventually became the superintendent there for a while and worked at other places in the area. Uh, Sailfish Point, which is a Jack Nicklaus course right out on the ocean there, and uh, Sewell's Point, probably some of the most expensive real estate in South Florida. But you're now to the point where you worked yourself up to, you're an assistant superintendent here at PGA Golf Club, three courses. How did you reconnect with Dick and, and land here at PGA? Well, after I left uh, Selfish Point, um, I just talked to him and I told him, you know, I'm uh, available. And then he said, no, you're not. You come to see me tomorrow. And uh, and right away, he uh, he offered me a job. and. Uh, because we knew, we knew from before, you know, he 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 knows what kind of job I do or, or how I act in the on the golf course. So he hired me on the spot, and uh, I started like a week later working with him, and it's been a pleasure. I mean, it's just we're doing a lot of stuff stuff here. Yeah. The Spanish culture, the Latin culture, is really the backbone of the labor force in this industry. Coming from that culture yourself. What are the differences between managing an American labor force and a Hispanic labor force? Well, Spanish, Spanish labor force is, um, you know, from first, we don't trust. So you have to first gain their trust. Spanish people in the beginning don't trust uh, the American uh, supervisors or even it's worse if it's an Hispanic supervisor they don't trust so you have to gain first your trust their trust they're very 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 hard workers they're very intelligent they they got a lot of abilities because in our countries it's, it's hard 
to do things. So you have to, you want to do something, you have to do it on the hard way. You know, it's not like here that uh, you got all kind of equipment, all kind of stuff, you know, it's broken, just buy the part and fix, you know, we have to work harder to, to, to do something in our country. So here is the same, but the first thing you have to gain in the Spanish culture is their trust, you know? You're trying to make a team that they trust each other. It's the second thing. Once you once you find that they can trust each other, that they working for each other, that whatever they doing is for themselves, not for nobody else. Then you got that, then you got that group. You know, you gotta gain their head. You know, you gotta make them believe that uh, you are what you're doing. You know, if this place looks good, you looks good. And uh, once they feel proud about what they do, you got them. It's, is that the thing that you gotta win on the Spanish people is their trust. They're very competitive. They don't like their uh, their partner works better or have a better job. So you have to manage the the way that uh, they all feel important. If they all feel important, you gotta you're gonna have a great crew. You said that they don't trust people right away, and you said you said they especially don't trust another Spanish oh, supervisor. Why is that? Well, you know. Like in the beginning, uh, we talk, you know, a lot of the times the Spanish people take advantage of the Spanish people. So, so it is, uh, they don't trust. They, they believe in American boss. But when they see an a Spanish boss, they don't, they don't, they don't see it like that. They see it like uh, somebody's going to try to take advantage of them because they know them. But really, in the way I see it is if, it, if I was able to become assistant and superintendent, I wanna just let them know that the opportunity is for you too. So you, they need to know. They need to know that it's, that it's not because you are real handsome or, or strong or not. They need to know that it's an opportunity in this country for you to success and uh, they don't know that. In the beginning, they all we think, because I thought about that before, all the people want to do, especially Spanish people, is take advantage of me. But once you discover that that's not true, and uh, that the, the you are in, as, an, as important as any other American uh, worker, they, they can be uh, a real, real good workers, real good friends. Spanish people is very friendly, very friendly, but you need to gain their head and their hearts. And for our listeners who haven't, who might be wondering what you're talking about, we were talking earlier and you mentioned how other Spanish people would charge you a fee to translate from Spanish to English for those who don't speak English yet or to give you a ride from one place to another. That has to be hard when someone from your own culture, explain what that's like when someone from your own culture is the one who takes advantage of you. You know, I, I came from the city in Mexico and I was the, I had the opportunity to to go to school over there till a certain point where uh, money uh, was there. And, uh, and I see that things a little bit different. You know, I thought that when I, if I'm going to come here and I'm going to find another Mexican uh, worker, it's going to help me because I will help him. But that's the way I thought that I was thinking. You know, I thought like that. But I know it was different. You know, if they want, if I need somebody to translate me, they charge me $5. And in those days, $5 was more than minimum. So you need the right, they charge you. And uh, I was believed, you know, I was believed that uh, if we help each other, if we see for each other, it would be a lot better opportunity for us in this country. So I was trying to, to preach that, you know, we all the same. 
we all we all come from come from different countries with the same dream you know we, we don't come here to fight each other now we don't fight with american people we don't fight with the uh, spanish people either you know we all have the chance to make it but uh, on my, on the, in my beginnings i found that uh, there was not true so i always try to help the people who are where i work i help them if i need their help i ask their help and uh, we create a trust you know that uh, there is a uh, it's kind of hard to give. What do you do specifically? What are the steps that when you have a new employee who comes on board or when you started here three years ago, what steps do you take to earn the trust of the people who are going out and working for you? Always in the beginning, it's going to be hard. I mean, I hear people mumbling between them. We're going to let him go. We're going to make him go. You know, I, I Spanish people. But then... You got to show that what you're going to say, you know, you know what you're saying, you know, you're going to teach them how to do something is because you know how to do that thing. You know, you're going to, if he's going to mow greens, you're going to show them that you know how to mow greens, you know, that he's just not, not a, uh, somebody who was there to try to be a boss, you know, and I always tell them, I'm not your boss. I got a job here like you. I just do a different thing. I'm a supervisor and you, you do the job, your operator. But I, I was telling that. In the beginning, it's always hard. It's always gonna be hard in every single job you go and you start as a supervisor, it's gonna be hard. But like I always say, you know, you gotta make them feel like they are important when they work. And that's what I do with my guys, you know. I listen to them, I let them, I let them tell me, you know, what about if we do this? Give me ideas, yo. I'm not, I'm not close my my ears for them. No, no, no. What you think? Usually, usually when I, I start with somebody, I say, what you think? How we can do this good? They give me their ideas, and then I give my ideas, and then I, I show my way. They show me their way, and we come up with a one way to do it, and it, and it works real good. I mean, mm-hmm. the people start trusting you, going into your size, and then then you have one more like you, and then it's the whole thing. Right now, I think my crew, the crew that I'm running right now, I mean, we all all one. We all think in the same way. We do the things for the same purpose, which is look good. I mean, and, uh, and it, but it was not, not easy in the beginning. I don't think it's gonna be easy never in the beginning because you have to gain their trust. You have to show them that what you say, you know what you say and why you say it, you know, because if it, you're trying to teach them something that you don't know they're going to get you. Your superintendent here is Dick Gray, who is probably one of the most principled people in this business I've known. How much does it help to have someone like that at the top? It helps a lot because, like I said, he free free your hands, you know? He support what you do. You know, it's one thing that I always say, you know, Dick, um, you have to give me your support. You, you and I, we, we work together. We're not our enemies. We, know, we don't work against each other. And uh, it helps a lot. I mean, he's got a lot of experience. Dick Gray is very well-known person in this industry, not just for the supervisor, with the workers. He works with a lot of the people that is working here before, and they respect him a lot. So when they, these people notice that a, that a, we think in the same way, we see the things in the same way, I mean, they, they, they help you a lot and, uh, and uh, encourage the people to do it, you know. My guys or, or the die crew, they believe they can 
grow in this business too. And it's something that you have to do and you have to pull it and, uh, and degrade, let him know too that if you, if you got it, you got it, you're gonna make it. You're an example to them that you can grow in this business. Mm -hmm. How much of a responsibility do you have to help them along and realize well, that? You got a lot of responsibility because like I say, they watching you. All, all the workers, all the Spanish people, they always watch you. They always want to see you doing something wrong. So you, you have to be very careful. They, they love to see you. I mean, it's always, always going to be like I say, Spanish people is very competitive, very competitive. Uh, you cannot have somebody saying that, uh, oh, it's better than the other guys because they don't, they don't like that. They like to be feel important. And then when you do the things, you have to do it right, or they get you, and they will tell you, they will tell you. And uh, so you, you um, that's what I always say. I think it is very, uh, very important to let them know that they can have ideas too, that they are somebody. This, to be a boss is not to be uh, somebody who can yell and get paid for that. No, no, no. Let them know that they are the best workers in the world and they will be. But you got to show, like I said, you got to be an example. You got to be their friend too. And they work. You don't want they have to work for you. You want they want to work for you. Something we had talked about before we got started here was how sometimes in the Spanish culture, people don't, they don't want to be seen as a boss to somebody else. They just want to be, everybody wants to be seen as an equal. Can you explain why that is the way it is and how maybe those of us who aren't from that culture can understand that a little well, more? Well, a lot, a, lot, a lot of times they don't want to take the responsibility, like I say, because Hispanic people is tough against the Hispanic people. Sometimes it's more tougher against ourselves than the American people. So that's why they don't want to take the opportunity. They don't want to take the opportunity because they know the first day they, they take a position, the whole crew is going to be their enemy. The whole crew, but that's the that's the opportunity you have to show them why you have the position, you know, and and like I say, always always you have to uh, show that what you gonna say is because you know how to do that. If you don't, they gonna get you. I see it a lot of times there are people being ordered to do something, but the person who's giving the orders, they don't know what he's talking about. And, uh, and uh, that's, that's against, and he's gonna be, he's gonna regret it all the time, all the time they're gonna bring it. So for them, for them to try to grow in this business, they need to hear, I mean, it's not everywhere. You know, it's just special people like John Conigan, like Dick Craig, like uh, Dennis McGuire. And I don't know if it's more there, but special people that they, allow the people according to their abilities to grow in this business is what it makes the difference. When, they, when somebody make you feel like uh, you can do this, you can do that even if it's American or Spanish, they will take it. If um, a lot of people is gonna say no, they are afraid to uh, be regretted for their own people, especially because most of the people here live in the same place. You know, mm -hmm. you don't want your neighbor hate you or your friend hate you then suddenly because you're going to have to make him do something that probably he don't want to. That's why they don't take it. But people with a special way to see the things, it makes us feel better, it makes us feel com confident, and then we take it. We take any any challenge that they give us. 
with all the Spanish people. Of course, you got to understand that a lot of people from different countries, we come from the very, very small towns. A lot of the people never went to school in, over there in their countries. A lot of the people, they were real, real and mistreated people in their countries. So, you know, they got that in their minds. You know, not everybody came and uh, it was doing good over there too. No, most of the times we are people we, that we got needs, that we got, we want, we're hungry. That, that thing brings a little bit of uh, doubts in their minds, you know, it's probably going to be the same. But once you, like this crew here, I mean, this grid make these people feel so good that they, you don't see the difference. You don't see the, that they are not Spanish or, or Americans. They, they, they work like real happy, but it's because person like Dick Gray make them feel, you know, they don't make them feel like they are from somewhere else. They just come here as a part of the team. That's it. It's all what, what we need to do. Hey Zeus, thanks a lot for your time today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. With a commitment to quality and a passion for sourcing the latest innovations from Europe and North America, Steck Equipment has grown to be the go-to supplier for specialized turf equipment. Check out their line of phrase mowers, material handlers, laser graders, vacuum sweepers, blowers, verticutters, and seeders, decompactors, sand fillers, and much more at steckequipment.com. That's S-T-E-C equipment.com. You have been listening to The Ladder on TurfNet Radio. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher for instant access to past and future episodes of The Ladder and other TurfNet Radio podcasts.